Welcome to episode number 19, where we're cheap and so are you. How to be frugal and smart. Coming up. Stick with us. Welcome to the Beyond 24 Days podcast with your host, Brooke and Ken. Beyond 24 Days is focused on healthier living by promoting whole and natural foods while supporting your local, responsible producers. You can follow us on social media at Beyond 24 Days, where we share our food ideas and recipes. And now your hosts, Brooke and Ken. Welcome back. As we promised, we are back. We didn't desert you guys. For eight months. For eight months. It's only been uh, two weeks, but that's sort of the plan. On today, we're going to talk about um, shopping frugal, how to be smart, eating clean on a dime, how to work out on a dime when you don't have a gym membership, and uh, lots of other great things. Yeah. So I actually came up with this uh, episode idea because we were given some healthy feedback on our podcast. I'm calling out Ash. She said that Ken talks too much, and I should do some more talking. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not going to say anything for the rest of the episode now. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, this is one of my favorite things to do. It's no secret. The I love, podcast? No. It's I, one of my favorite Grocery things shopping. Oh, yes. Oh. I love grocery shopping. If I could be a professional grocery shopper for people, I would, I would do it in a heartbeat. It's something that Brooke enjoys doing. It's her alone time, grocery shopping. Wandering through the various fruits and produce aisles. I sort of want to debunk the myth that eating clean and healthy breaks the bank. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, When we started this clean lifestyle, I had a grocery budget for every two weeks. And I did not change that grocery budget. No? No, I didn't. And I, I still... I still will send a celebratory text to Ken on my grocery shopping days when I've stayed within budget or have not even reached the budget. Which means just more more things that we can buy exactly. for groceries. So the number one thing I think we should start with is discount grocery stores. Um, we have an overabundance of discount grocery stores in our area, which has made clean eating so much easier and so much affordable for us. Well, one thing I want to point out, too, is we also, they, you have to be smart about it because there are a lot of, there is a lot of junk at some of those discount grocery stores. And by junk, I mean a lot of prepackaged processed foods that probably should be avoided at all times. But if you're smart about it, you can get a lot of fresh ingredients, fresh produce, fresh fruits. And even some organic, some organic brands that you normally can't find in the regular grocery store. So you have to be smart about it. Right. And we actually are lucky enough to have a discount grocery store uh, within a few miles of our house that is a specialty discount store where you can find gluten-free, vegan, and almost everything in the store is organic. Yeah, we're pretty fortunate that we have sort of a, a healthy mix of organic and just regular discount grocery stores. And going to that grocery store is awesome because, you know, just leafing through Instagram and, and other people, like high-profile people, uh, one of my favorite people to follow 
on Instagram is Inspiralized, and she is the woman who uh, invented and, and reps the Inspiralized brand, you know, like Spiralized Veggie Noodles. I think her name's Alyssa. Yeah. And she's always posting her favorite things to eat on her Instagram stories and going through this discount grocery store, we're like, Oh, there's the granola she ate the other day. They have a lot of, you know, really good quality specialty items that we have been fortunate enough to actually try because we've gotten them for 99 cents when in a regular like whole foods, they'll sell for eight, $9 for a bag of granola. Yeah, a lot of it is close to expiration, but that doesn't mean that it's horrible or bad. And we've we've bought stuff that's still months from the expiration date at a fraction of the cost, which is which is awesome. It's huge. Now, there's nothing cooler than being able to try something new, especially when you're able to try something new and not have to pay full price. And if you're gonna go, it, excuse me, if you don't have the the means to get to a discount grocery store if there's not one in your area and you just shop at a you know everyday grocery store chain there are ways to save you can pick up extra beans when cans of beans or dry beans are on sale you may only need one but get the two because next week you're going to make a meal again with beans um Pick up an extra can of diced tomatoes because we're going to talk about staples of your pantry, things to always keep in your house that will actually help reduce your grocery bill. And you always need a can of diced tomatoes. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing too is, especially if you are vegan and people ask you where you get your protein, a lot of your protein source does come from beans, legumes, chickpeas, all that fun stuff. And so we always end up having a, a surplus of beans in our house. There's always cans of beans. Beans we have. And I mean, it's just, I'll go to the store. We may not even need a certain kind of bean. I just pick it up. Like, I'll just grab cans of butter beans. And kind of be like, what do you need butter beans for? I'm like, I don't know. Well, and it then changes one up day, a recipe. Well, yeah. Or one day for lunch, I'm like, Ugh, what are we going to make? Uh, a salad and just open a can of butter beans for some uh, like hearty, hearty protein in there. Don't open it. Don't don't open a can of worms. Open a can of beans. <laughs> so anyway, staples that you always must have. You said diced tomatoes. Diced and tomatoes. Beans. beans, of course. Beans, obviously. I always keep a package of brown rice in the house. Quinoa, any kind of whole grain pasta, things that you typically use as your complex carb on the side of your meal. I like Love to keep in the pantry. Couscous. Oh, couscous. Yes. Mm-hmm. We always have couscous. And I always like to keep two different kinds of oatmeal, large containers. We have steel cut oats that I typically use when I make all of our baked oatmeals and quick oats, uh, just to throw into our shakes in the morning or to make quick oatmeal on the stove. It's always good to have those two kinds of oatmeal around your house. Another thing, too, is we also have a ton of seeds. We have flax seeds, uh, the hemp seeds. I always have pumpkin seeds, sunflower kernels. Cashews, peanuts, almonds. If you have a nut allergy, I'm sorry, but we love to stock up on all kinds of seeds and nuts because uh, they're great snacks. They're full of um, quick proteins that you can just consume on the go. And um, they have the essential fats in them. They're just all around just a pretty good snack. And when you make a lot of vegan meals uh, that require a creamy base to them, it's always best to just keep some unsalted raw cashews in your house. 
And if you're looking to save money, um, big box store mm. is, oh, yeah. I have shopped around, I've tried discount grocery stores. You just can't beat the price of what a big box store like BJ's or Costco charges for a large container of cashews. $5, you go to you know a small chain grocery store and the same cashews are $10, They get you. Get you. Get you on them nuts. So we always, <laughs> sorry, we always have those. Yeah. Um. Another another good thing to pick up, even if you don't need two of them at the time, tofu mm. is usually always on sale in the grocery store, two for four dollars. You may not need that second block of tofu for a few weeks. Throw it in the freezer because honestly, I have found that. The best tofu is tofu that's been frozen and then thawed. It absorbs the marinade so much better. So always, you know, go for that extra $2 and uh, buy the extra block of Mm -hmm. tofu. I remember we used to stock up on, I think a major portion of our grocery budget used to go to meats. And when we first started clean eating, we focused a lot on lean cuts of meat, which are a lot more expensive. And I think we got carried away because... A pound of lean cut meat doesn't cook down as much as a pound of highly fatty meats. So that was one of our first mistakes was we loaded up on a lot of meat and animal products when if you stop, if you shop smartly, you don't really have to and you can find other ways. We're down to eating meat two times a week. Two times a week. So we're like 80%, 90% vegetarian. Um, and I found that that actually not eating meat every meal helps conserve a considerable amount of money. Oh yeah. I I I barely go to the meat section. Every two weeks when I go grocery shopping, I may pick up a package of ground turkey. I may pick up a family sized uh container of chicken breast and I will actually come home and split that down and that will last us for two to three meals where I won't have to buy chicken for a month, a right. month and a half. The meat is sort of the accent. It's not the focus of the plate, which is something that I wish we would have focused on earlier on. But you live and learn. If you look at our pictures on Instagram of our food, you'll notice that when we do have meat, the meat is just a very small portion on the plate. And I always try to plate half of our plate with all of our vegetables. So even though we are eating meat that day, I will actually... It's buried in fruits and vegetables. Well, (laughs) Well, I will actually make extra vegetables that day so that way we can have half a plate full of roasted vegetables or steamed vegetables. Hmm. Another thing I noticed that we were spending tons of money on when we started this clean eating venture was spices. You don't realize how much money you can sink into spices. And when you start cooking ethnic foods the way I've been cooking ethnic foods, Indian, Asian, uh, Hispanic food, uh, you need a lot of spices. And some of the spices, you know, um, the small, tiny McCormick bottles that you get at a grocery store, those can run you between 7 and $9. I was going to say, they're like 10 bucks they're, last time we saw yeah, them. Yeah, like turmeric and specialty chili powders, like ancho chili powders or chipotle, uh, cayenne, and curry. Things like that are really expensive. So back to the discount grocery store again. 
I can go in and buy a bottle of spice at a discount grocery store that's three times the size of the McCormick bottle um, for 89 cents. Turmeric, $1.59. So, you know, the only other place that I find that we get comparable spices and the prices really aren't bad is when we go downtown into the central market, there is a spice vendor who I do enjoy visiting in in our city. It's a pretty unique setup that they have. And they have a lot of spices, almost every spice that you can think of. And I don't know if it's just the environment, the fast-paced nature of it. It's an experience in itself to to shop there. Central market in itself, we can go there and burn through $100. And that's another thing, too, is it's nice to have central market. And we love to support our local community growers. Um, and sometimes we actually have better success going to the discount store than we do going to market. But um, usually in the summertime, we're more or less, we get a lot of our vegetables at market, and we usually stock up and buy as much as we can when it's in season. Shopping in season, too, that also helps. Mm-hmm. When you buy things out of season, they're more expensive. Right. Another way to be smart. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Anything else for food? This is probably going to be short. Exercise on a dime. I have one. Uh, if you don't have a gym membership and you're looking to lose weight and not spend a lot of money, you can keep things frugal by running, <laughs> of course. That's number one. If you're not into running, I suggest you get into running. You can start off by walking. Running is a funny sport. It can either be super expensive or it can be really cheap. Yeah. It's all in how you get. Running on a dime. Yeah. You you run a lot of races. <laughs> well, that's where you get into endorsements and sponsorships <laughs> if you're if you're good enough. We're not there yet. We'll get no, there. No, but running oh, running is good. And and just like he said, if you don't like running, start out walking, which is essentially what I did, and I eventually walked so much that my body just told me, "Run. Girl, you got to run." <laughs> and it was comfortable. Mhm. Um if if you're trying to prove something to yourself, you know, it's it's not going to be fun. But Ken just taught me, you know, if you can't comfortably hold a conversation while mm-hmm. you're running, you're going too fast and you're pushing yourself too hard. So when when he started running with me, that's what we would we would talk. We would have a conversation while we were running, and if I started to become winded, I knew I was pushing myself a little too hard and I was going to tire myself out. Oh yeah. Uh, you know what? This isn't a running podcast, but I could probably go on for miles about running, but I won't go there. Another thing that we've done is we've also gone to places like five below, believe it or not, five below have, um, cheap. It's pretty, you know, good quality. I mean, nothing we've ever bought at five below has done us wrong. (laughs) Um, I mean, I won't buy running shoes at Five Below, no. but they have resistance bands. They have weights. Yoga um, mats. Uh, a lot of the essential stuff to kind of get you going. Another thing is if you don't want to buy any equipment, if you go onto Pinterest, you can search body weight exercises. And there's a ton of body weight exercises out there that can help tone you and get you into shape. Look at, we were using We Fit for the longest time. I was and just Fit, ready to say that. Oh, sorry. Go <laughs> No, good. I, I was going to say, um, surprisingly, when we started our weight loss journey, I was very uncomfortable at the gym. 
you know, I still wasn't sure how to use some of the equipment. So I would do a lot of my exercising at home where Ken preferred to go to the gym and do his exercising until I got comfortable with myself. And I used to do a lot of just dance on the Wii. Dancing, and dancing, dancing. Fool. And, dancing the way to And let me tell you, you sweat and it's cheap. Yeah. $50 will get you a, a game and you can play that game the rest of your life. Versus $50 a month at a gym. Now it's funny because um, I've done Wii Fit on occasion now. And it almost seems silly that the exercises that we used to do, I can't, I, I try to do them now. And truth be told, I, I get winded. The jackknives mm. and the plank exercises, man, that stuff, if you don't keep that up, you kind of lose it. So, yikes. Anyway, uh, let's see. Shopping smart on a dime, exercising on a dime. Anything else before we go to break? I think uh, exercising on a dime, uh, like he said about the body weight exercises, I look silly sometimes uh, with my new job. I'm not on my feet as much, and I sit all day. So when I get home, I don't really want to sit down. I just randomly work out throughout the house, and I know I probably look ridiculous doing it, but Ken will walk in the kitchen, and I'll be doing, like, modified push-ups on our counter or just, you know, you do you. calf raises. Whatever works. I'll just be cooking some enchiladas and, like, just randomly break out into a set of squats in the middle of the kitchen. Breakout exercise, breakout dance sesh, you know, whatever. Just get your exercise in, no matter how you do it, where you do it. Um, but if you are so inclined to go to a gym, there are ways to save money on your gym membership. Uh, I'm not so sure about the big name gyms, if they give discounts, but, uh, we are members of our local YMCA and they do give discounts on membership to first responders. Hmm. And also, you should check with your employer to see if they offer discounts for gym memberships as well, because healthy employees mean less in health insurance that your company has to fork over, which is more savings they can pass on to you. Also, if you're a student, you should always inquire to see if your local gym has a discount rate for students. So, moral of the story, don't be afraid to ask for discounts. Yeah, what are they going to do? Tell you no? And then you just move on. Alrighty, well, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll do Ken's picks since I don't have a book, and we'll talk about what's cooking with Brooke in the kitchen. And we are back. Did you miss us? I think you did. You're still listening. That's good. Hopefully. We're going to jump into Ken's pick. And since he's been quite the busy man lately, he hasn't uh, had time to finish any good books. Nope. So I think he does I have some good some good news to share with everybody. So, yeah let's, yeah. let's get into it. Is this like you interviewing me? Do we have an interviewing couch where we can talk about what's going on? Uh, well, if you follow me on the Instagrams, if your Instagram game is strong and you are following along with my uh, social media posts, you'll know that I was recently selected to be ambassador for Honey Stinger products. Um, I can't say enough good things about their products. I know that uh, I'm really big into energy chews 
And they make one of the best energy chews that I've ever had. And I'm not just saying that. And also, we had found at one of our discount grocery stores that we go to, it's they sell a lot of organic and health food stuff. And we had found a score of Honey Stinger energy chews. And the peanut butter protein oh, yeah, bars. peanut butter protein bars for like, what was it, like 70 cents? 70 know, cents a piece. I actually text him a picture and was like, hey, I found these energy chews. And he asked, I hope you bought like 15 of those. I said, oh, I only got you three. And he said, you better get back in there yeah. and clean them out. <laughs> I said, you should go up to the manager and say, I will buy all of these energy chews. And I know that sounds like a lot, but I'm talking about all. So anyway, I'm pretty excited about that. And there are some things that we'll be sharing in the future. Um, if you follow our Instagram um, we'll share some more of the Honey Stinger products that we try. I'm really excited to be able to try out some more of the stuff. We haven't really had the waffles. I'm really excited to try the waffles. I'm pretty excited. Apparently, that's like a big thing here in Lancaster County is Stroopy waffles. Mm. If you don't know what that is, it's um, it's almost like a, a thin wafer style waffle that typically has some sort of like caramel filling and you rest it on top of a hot mug of coffee and the caramel melts and then you eat mm. the stroopy waffle and yeah. caramel gets everywhere and it's so horrible. It's so good. <laughs> and Honey Stinger makes one. So I'm pretty excited to. Yeah, they make um, all kinds of flavors. And one of the things that I thought was interesting was that the Honey Stinger brand originally started here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is pretty cool. So I'm extremely pumped to be chosen as to be an ambassador. Was I chosen? You Maybe. were chosen. I was chosen. You yeah. were chosen. And you were actually pretty uh, pretty discouraged. You put your application in for this months and months ago and hadn't heard anything. And you, he just said to me the other day, oh, I guess I wasn't chosen. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. I posted on my own blog about this, but when you start running... And again, a way that you can help keep your running addiction, running hobby exercise fairly inexpensive is by gaining some of these ambassadors, ambassadorships, ambassador, whatever it's called. Um, but you get paired up with some of these companies and they'll provide you with some free products. And I know that Mojo Socks, Mojo Socks and I go way back. Um, I've gotten at least three or four pairs of free compression socks from Mojo just by sharing um, my opinions and sharing pictures on Instagram and tagging them and following them and liking some of their posts. So you sort of, you can develop some of these brand reputations or brand relationships and, um, things are provided to you at either a discounted cost or free. So that, that's pretty cool. And I try to do that with, with most of the things. Um, some companies are pretty responsive and some aren't at all. So it's pretty much luck of the draw. But like a Brooke said, I put in an application Months and months and months ago, hadn't heard anything, and I figured, well, whatever. So rather than focus on having any sort of ambassador tag with my Instagram, I would just focus on my running and sort of let my let my style speak for me. Um, so yeah, so that's pretty exciting. And the other thing, we were talking about running earlier, and um, you know, like I said, this isn't a running podcast, but I could get carried away with going on and on and on. But uh, a really cool thing. Um, some of my coworkers recently have got into running, um, just out of, um, just, you know, being a desk jockey, sitting at a desk all day, you get tired of just sitting. So during my lunch breaks, uh, I started by going on just a one mile run 
And uh, some of my coworkers were like, oh, how fast do you go? And um, I said, no, I don't really go that fast. It's about an eight-minute mile. And, um, you know, the, the competitive nature of the boys club, um, now we're trying to get under 730 for our mile runs, which uh, has actually benefited me because these I count these as sort of my speed workout. So in the, in the long run, um, it's helping me. And in the short term, it's sort of there's a little bit of camaraderie and there's a little bit of, um, you know, running during lunch, which is fun. But we've now, since the weather's been getting nicer, we've pushed it out to two miles. I'm hoping eventually at some point we can get up to three miles. Um, finding a route to run around our office isn't hard at all. We have plenty of roads. So um, running with friends is a great way to stay in shape. And the best piece of advice is always build your miles. Don't stress out about your time. Focus more on the miles. Focus on just running a mile. doesn't matter if you do it in 7 minutes and 30 seconds or 5 minutes or if it takes you 10 minutes. Just focus on the distance first. Try to get that under your belt. Run a mile, and then eventually the speed will come. So that's one of the things that I've been sort of you know, running with my coworkers, I'm used to running five, six miles. Now we're doing two mile runs and eventually uh, more miles will come and, and the time will end up getting shorter. But that's my biggest takeaway. And, and I don't know if that's my pick. That's my piece of running advice. But <laughs> start off slow, slowly build your mileage. Like Brooke said, we started walking, walking turned into running and uh, it's downhill from there. Anyway, I feel like I've talked forever. Brooke, why don't you uh, let us know what's cooking in the kitchen? Lots of stuff. Food. Food. Um, yeah, we had a lot of good meals in the last two weeks uh, since our last uh, podcast. I'm just going to go over, I think, some of the highlights, some of the best meals that we've had. Give me them number ones. Let's talk about the egg roll soup. Mm. So good. Uh, uh, the recipe did call for ground pork, but as we've stated before, we do not eat pork anymore. It's the one meat that we've just completely cut out of our diet. But it did say in the recipe that you could sub. So I used ground chicken, and I actually think that was a, a pretty tasty choice. It was a good call. It was, it was a very simple soup of just a whole head of cabbage, carrots, some onions, and the ground chicken. But what I think just topped it was the toasted sesame oil that you threw in at the end. And then just a little bit of green onion and some fried wonton strips as garnish on the top. It was delicious. One of the, well, one of the negative things about running during our lunch hour is coming back and heating up a hot lunch and as delicious as they are, I'm trying not to overheat, but also at the same time, I can't help but just stuff my face because <laughs> the food is so, so darn delicious. It's one of the perks is the leftovers. When a meal was so good at night, you just can't wait to eat your lunch the next day. And you know, I have to say with the chicken as a substitute, it was perfect because it literally did taste like um, a Chinese egg roll. And it, it wasn't heavy because... No, no. As really I stated good. last episode, I have a really hard time with eating meat before we go to the gym. And our gym night usually falls on our soup night. Mm -hmm. And I was really afraid that I was going to go to the gym and it was going to be hard for me 
to get through my workout. I thought I was going to have indigestion and heartburn, and it was such a light soup. It was perfect. Delicious. And speaking of just daydreaming about leftovers the next day, so good. Uh, I made a vegan mushroom tetrazzini. It was amazing. It had to be by far one of the creamiest vegan meals I've ever made. Side note, if you're a Mori Provich fan, you'll know that Dominique cooked Paul chicken tetrazzini. <laughs> Every time we talk about chicken te- or tetrazzini, that's all I think about. So this tetrazzini blew my mind. I had this, unfortunately I had it as a leftover the next day, reheated at work. But it, oh man, it. I don't know. I think it was because of the mushrooms. It's almost like... That's almost like the texture of chicken. Not really, but close enough. And it's just the taste alone had peas in it. It had peas in it. The, ba- the base started out. Was there um, panko breadcrumbs or something? There in was. There? Yeah, it was just, see, that's what I mean. It was so good. The was base so good. started out with a lot of mushrooms. A whole pound of mushrooms went oh. into that. that was, I mean, two containers of mushrooms. I chopped them up. Uh, made a vegan cream sauce using almond milk and flour, made a roux. Uh, and then you add whole grain spaghetti noodles and frozen peas, and you cook the spaghetti just just slightly in, in the cream roux for about two minutes. Put that into a casserole dish. We top that with nutritional yeast and panko mm. and baked it in the oven. It was so good. My Both the kids loved it. I thought I was going to have a hard time getting our son to eat it because he's not a huge fan of mushrooms, but he devoured the entire bowl of tetrazzini. It's funny. We'll break these kids of their strange eating habits. Our daughter doesn't like tofu. Our son doesn't like mushrooms. We're working on them. We'll get them there. And just to go over one more meal, probably the most noteworthy meal that I've made this entire podcast break was last night's dinner. We had a venison salsa verde enchilada. It was killer. Everything about the meal was killer. I'm patting myself on the back. It was by far one of the best meals from the actual entree itself to the sides that I matched with it. It was just a a match. We're done. That's it. Pack it in, folks. It's been nice. Uh, no more. Nothing Nothing will top this. If we have some authentic Mexican restaurants around us that have some of the best enchiladas, and I have to tell you, this was much better than any enchilada we've ever had. And I scored some sort of uh, like a green sriracha from Trader Joe's. Put a little bit on top of that. Uh, oh, man. Done. I was done. And if you saw the picture of this on Instagram and you saw the, uh, the side that I made with it. It was an inspiration of mine as a kid. Um, we ate a lot of canned and processed food. And one of my favorite things as a kid, my mom would buy green giant Mexicorn. And if you've never Mm. had Mexicorn, it was literally just canned corn and some green and red peppers and onions in a can. So I drew inspiration from that, and I took frozen corn, fresh red and green bell peppers, onions, and I actually just got the notion to open a can of sliced black olives. I put those on a parchment-lined baking sheet, tossed it with olive oil and some Mexican spices, and I roasted it in the oven at 400 for about 15 minutes. 
it was amazing. One of the um, it, it's oh man, I can't say enough about that. It was way too good, too good to be true. And I'm gonna add a little, a little side subject here. While we're talking about the enchilada, we're gonna go into my my new. What's the word I'm looking for? My new category here. This is, you know, right now we're in what's cooking with Brooke. Shameless plugs. This is going to be my shameless product placement. Some of the uh, new products that we've tried the last couple meals mixed in with our meals. So with the enchilada, obviously, what's the first thing you think of when you think of enchiladas? Cheese. Cheese. Queso. Yeah, they're usually cheesy. And this recipe actually did call for two different types of cheese. So I improvised. When I was at my discount grocery store, I found a bag of so delicious cheddar style shreds. And I was a little leery about it because I had a really bad experience with the Daya vegan mozzarella shreds. They, they just didn't do it for me. Uh, but when I read the ingredients and saw that this was actually made with coconut milk, I decided to give them a try, and I'm glad that I did because we actually ate them in a chili that we had the other day, and I mixed them in with the venison and the enchilada, and what was left I sprinkled on top. And I think before we had mentioned if you're looking for that cheesy creaminess and cheesy taste, nutritional yeast all the way, Mm -hmm. I sprinkled nutritional yeast on top with what little shreds I had left and took the foil off and there was melty, stretchy cheddar cheese on top of the enchiladas and it made my heart happy because everybody knows how much I love cheese. It was, it was by far, I mean, it, I, I don't know. A lot of the vegan or dairy-free cheeses that we find, they're just so full of oil. oil. And it's just, if you've, if you've um, watched the Engine 2 diet or anything like that, or what was it called? Forks over knives. They're really against these extremely processed and made up, you know, quote-unquote fake cheeses. And the fact that this is made with coconut milk, it just really carries sort of the same texture and mouthfeel as normal cheese yeah the the texture was spot on like when you eat a a handful of cheddar cheese shreds out of the bag it it was comparable Mm -hmm. i didn't taste wise texture wise i didn't see too much of a difference so that's my first product placement of the evening and on the subject of cheese also from my discount grocery store I found a container of Kite Hill almond milk ricotta. And funny story about this is I had a recipe that called for almond milk ricotta. So we went in search of this and we went to um, a local health food store, one that is not discount. And I could not wrap my head around paying $11 for probably about a cup of this almond ricotta cheese. And didn't we need like two cups? We needed a lot to yeah. fill, to make stuffed shells. So I, I just left empty-handed that day, and I actually made my own cashew ricotta, remember? And oh, they right. turned out yep. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw this Kite Hill ricotta at the discount grocery store for $1.29. 
$11 at the health food store. Mm -hmm. Um, So I picked it up. And the other night I made a meal that was called Brooke Cleans Out the Refrigerator. (laughs) If you saw that on Instagram. And just a plethora of vegetables. I found some whole grain orzo tomato sauce in the cupboard. And I decided to mix in the ricotta. And I ate some before I mixed it in. Again, same taste, same texture. It was delicious. And my last product placement of the night is silk almond milk yogurt. Oh, man. We discovered this at the regular grocery store, and it was just in a single-serve cup. And it is a little bit on the pricey side. So I kept thinking to myself, I wish they would just make a tub of this. I want to find a tub somewhere. And I've never seen a tub until I went to the discount grocery store and they had it in like a four serving, five serving tub for $2 when at the grocery store, one serving cup is $1.50. So of course I picked that up and I've been eating that for breakfast on a Sunday, mixed in some purely Elizabeth granola. Another plug. Another plug. And I've been mixing in fruit with it, and it's just absolutely amazing. And I'm getting my calcium. I'm getting my vitamin D that everybody is so quick to tell me that I'm losing for giving up dairy. Uh, yo, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but that's another podcast. Yeah, that seriously. Well, anyway, do we have any more shameless plugs? Those are my no? shameless plugs for this evening. Um, you know what? There there were so many meals. I kind of feel bad not talking about all of them. Um, but we could sit here and talk about our food forever. Yeah, so we won't bore you guys to death. Uh, one of the things we talked about on the last podcast, I mentioned that we were going to have some featured guests. And I didn't know exactly who they were at the time. But uh, I reached out to some friends of mine. And um, in an upcoming episode, I'm not really sure when we're going to do this. It's kind of like weather permitting. But... Um, a friend of mine is a beekeeper and a farm-to-table chef. And uh, in April, I believe, in two months, he's going to be opening a farm-to-table restaurant and also sort of like a farm-to-table farmer's market. So I'm pretty excited to have him come on the show and talk a little bit about what farm-to-table means to him and also to talk a little bit about beekeeping as well, because I think that's sort of um, an interesting thing that we recently started watching on Netflix. What was that show called? Uh, this series is called Rotten. Rotten, that's right. And so it's um, it's interesting how much um, how much we take for granted bees. And also um, another guest that we have coming up is um, one of the trainers that we met through the YMCA. We've sort of become friends. Her husband is an ultra runner. She's a runner herself. Um, They started their sort of own uh, CrossFit warehouse style workout. Um, But on top of all that, she too is also a beekeeper. So um, we're going to have her on the show as well. So like I said, we're just happy to have some guests and uh, we really look forward to sharing more with our listening audience. In other news, if you would like to be a guest on our show or you would like to uh, propose a topic for us to discuss, please do so. You can find us on Instagram at Beyond24Days, and you can also find us on Facebook at 
beyond 24 days. We're also on Twitter, but the Twitter account is set up sort of like an automatic feed. Whenever I post to Facebook or the blog, it automatically gets published to Twitter. Um, I go on Twitter every so often, but every time I go in there, I'm confused by how it works. So it's just easier to stick with Instagram and Facebook. Anyway, thanks for joining us this week. We look forward to talking to you guys perhaps in another two weeks. Who knows? Perhaps. Maybe. But uh, another podcast episode will be coming soon. So thank you so much for joining us. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.